What do I, what do I say? Just like I'm a goose? Like, how do I introduce myself with no personal information? All right. Hey, folks. This is, this is Maverick. We are starting a new uh, surprise episode here, Sneak Attack of Politically Charged Mischief with a couple of surprise guests. And uh, this, this is going to take a couple of, couple of rounds. Uh, we're a couple of rounds deep, as you might have guessed. And we're going to be running through some really fun content for you tonight. And so, again, this is Maverick here. And uh, our first guest... It's Goose. Friends with... Oh. oh. No, go ahead. No, friends with uh, Hitman and uh, Maverick. Yeah, well, if you could not have picked up on the subtle nuances, uh, Goose and Maverick go way back. Way back. Yeah. And then we've got uh, joining Goose... Meg. Meg is here, uh, and so here's the, uh, the format for today's episode. Instead of the normal, unhinged, uh, railing against capitalist society, uh, Goose and I are actually going to be sitting here talking to Meg and really just having a conversation, uh, one of our listeners, and she has prepared a list of questions. She has, uh, actually, Meg, how would you rate on a scale of 1 to 10 your expertise with geopolitics and defense probably a three a three <laughs> she learned it all from the podcast she <laughs> yeah so biggest fan it's a great spot to learn it yeah. and uh we love that uh it's it, that's gonna get you to about a four uh truthfully i'm not trying to sell ourselves too high there maybe gonna keep you at a three but what meg has what meg has produced here is a list of questions goose and i have not seen the questions no nope. for the listeners this is Absolute transparency, open, open kimono, that uh, we are going to be getting these questions blind. We've got, uh, we've got some nicotine, we've got some Miller Lights, and we're going to just be taking these questions one at a time, and we will, <laughs> we're going to answer these things as uh, coherently as we can. Does that sound about right? That sounds right, yeah. I, I'm expecting some wild cards tonight. Yeah, I am in for some treats. Yeah, she's been teasing these all day. <laughs> yeah, she has. I don't know whether to put them on shuffle or just go, you know. I think you just them. go in order. Follow your heart. Nah, I think we'll put them on shuffle. All Great right. balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to bed or leave me forever. <laughs> and then I die. And then I die halfway through the movie. <sighs> Kidding. <All right. laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we'll start with what are your thoughts on Ocean Gate? Ocean Gate. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with a quick defining terms. Ocean Gate refers to the submarine that went to visit the the Titanic, mm -hmm. and then disappeared. Did they reach it? Oh, they found pieces of it. Yeah, I don't know how that story. I, ended. No, 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 no. Not the. But did the submarine actually get? Like, did the passengers actually get to the Titanic? I think they got like within eye shot through their mm -hmm. tiny porthole, and then it just absolutely fucking imploded on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Goose on that one. I think they, uh, they had a glimpse of glory, sadly. Um, but it was, a, it was, I mean, a bunch of billionaires going down to see the Titanic, kind of like they'd go to Mars if the technology existed. <laughs> on uh, a scale of zero to sketch, how much would you have trusted the fucking Xbox on? controller? <laughs> Very sketch. What did you do? Homeboy hops in the front seat with the Xbox controller? Like, all right, guys, I got this shit. He's going like hitting like oh actually I actually have a cheat code for this one and he's hitting the fucking different buttons up up yeah. left left down yeah. down X Y X Y when he starts hitting the cheat codes that's when I was concerned <laughs> this is gonna put us in God mode yeah. everybody yeah it's like I thought James Cameron was taking us down yeah uh, no very sketch submarine yeah. there was actually a documentary about the submarine before it went down 
And uh, that was what identified a not just an Xbox controller, but an off-brand <laughs> Xbox controller. Not even. It's I believe like, it was produced by Logitech, which for anybody who gamed in the '90s and early 2000s, the you worst. know, yeah, Logitech, you're absolutely going to be just spinning in a circle. It had the weird padding. Remember yep. that shit? You, yep. Yeah, your buddy would be sticky. like, hey, "Yeah, dude, hey, dude, I got the spare controller. Like, here you go." I'm like, "Oh yeah, thanks, bro. Love to love to play a little co-op." And then you get this sticky, gross <laughs> controller, off-brand controller. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't. Didn't you? Didn't it come with two of these? Nope. No. Nope. Disgusting. <laughs> um, so yeah, Logitech controller. Uh, it was a titanium and carbon fiber frame. And again, I'm get all of my knowledge of engineering off of uh, Twitter. That uh, <laughs> that Thank titanium <laughs> that titanium and carbon fiber actually expand and contract under different pressures and temperatures at highly different rates. Um, actually, Meg, you're an engineer. Can you confirm or deny the? Uh, <laughs> Strengths of she's not that kind materials. of materials. She doesn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, that was like sophomore year of college. I haven't touched that. <laughs> <laughs> she no, knows where to put roundabouts, and that's it. <laughs> Traffic lights run on time here. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's a lot less exciting in this household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> um, yeah, so my understanding is that they, that functionally they basically skirted a bunch of rules, did not get the submarine certified. And then to avoid that, they didn't ever launch it into U.S. waters. They would always tow it out to international waters to launch. And that is what led to them being able to go down. And I think, again, this is Twitter knowledge. I think every time they'd gone down previously, they'd lost contact with the submarine. And then they're like, oh, they're back. Yeah, it's a great great game plan there. Solid strategy. Um, So, yeah, it was nothing new when they lost contact. Um, She never gained it again. Yeah, they... They never imploded until the last round. Um, One of the interesting pieces, and this is where we can tie it into defense, Mm. is that the the undersea sonar array that was operated by the U.S. government, or really the Department of Defense, uh, that actually detected the submarine imploding days before. Mm. Oh, yeah. They were doing the whole search. Yeah. And then the DOD was, I'm sure they were going through declassification procedures because of the technology associated with submarine detection stuff. And they're like... Yeah, we, we knew it actually was destroyed. Yeah, we heard a like a balloon popping underwater and we're like, ah, <laughs> eh, it's only unless a whale just like randomly imploded, like I think we know which one was. Just a whale had too many garbanzo beans. Yeah, they just like dude had a fucking burrito shit. <laughs> they don't Chipotle doesn't deliver down. Dude, there. you know it's bad when like they got Chipotle. the like itinerary from the dudes like, Can you please help us? Here's the game plan. They're like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> the popping noise matches up with the <laughs> Hitting that certain depth, that's not good. Yeah, he probably he probably just was like, can you hold, please? And then it was like, hey, boss, <laughs> that thing, we figured it out. Not a good day. We can't tell you guys yet. <laughs> Hang on, we're going to move every resource we can to find the submarine. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Would you yeah. say the U.S. Sad put more resources into the search than Canada, let's say? I think so. No, the Coast Guard was out there. Yeah, the Coast Guard was out like, there. No, the U.S. government like absolutely did their best. Yeah, and they put a the Navy brought one of their their deep sea salvage ships out. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was all too late. I mean, yeah. too late would have been thirty seconds after the implosion, which from the estimates was literally like within hours of them going underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, all the the hype on social media and the news was like factoring that they hadn't imploded. And that they were just sitting on the bottom and like, well, they've got 96 hours of oxygen. And like, that's just the sad thing is they, they went out like a, I'd rather implode. Oh yeah. hundred percent. 
Yeah, imagine seeing, like, you the and, time took away, like, if they're still there. They're yeah. Like, you and your closest friends <laughs> clawing for oxygen in a, like, goddamn, like, propane tank. Well, why don't you yeah. just, like, fall asleep? You would eventually. Uh, <laughs> there was a psychologist Oof. who basically, <laughs> this is a bad take. He basically said that uh, they would start eating each other before they started to old suffocate. Party. What? Yeah, the old Donner party. Yeah, there's no way that's true. Uh, Ninety six hours, you're not hungry enough to eat another human being yet. But not if you can't breathe. Like I, if you're yeah. choking, you're not like God damn. I could use a ham sandwich right now. You're, you're like I need air. A ham you spring know? sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I didn't even remember that. What was the question? She's getting thoughts. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right. I didn't mean to cut that one off. We no, no, that was a good question. Okay. I think we we really hit that one round yeah. about beat that one to death. It's <laughs> a bad choice of words. Oh no. <laughs> All right, we'll move to the next one. I'll race that one so we don't touch that again. Well, don't erase it. We don't huh? have to reference them later. Okay, whatever. I think we'll remember that one. <laughs> oh, I, I won't forget. Um, what is the most dangerous country to travel to right now? Ooh, good question. Niger? No. Uh, I don't think... Uh, no, well, it's okay, actually... Bad. It's not for who? Not that bad. America. For, for an American citizen yeah. to travel to most dangerous? Yes. Hmm. I mean, we talked about North Korea in the last yeah, episode. No, yeah, we don't want to... That's, that's, a, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, North Korea... Niger is still... Is not great, but it's not that bad. Mali would be worse. Hmm. Burkina Faso, northern Burkina Faso would be worse. What'd you, what was the last one you said? Mali? That's a country, by the way. Yeah. It's not a... Number three, guys. I did not even... Yeah, yeah. It's the Miley Cyrus song. Fuck. So, for our listeners here, and you're going to find this out on the episode, uh, again, this is we're playing Tenet here, Christopher Nolan. Where you're listening to an episode being recorded that's going to be released after the next episode... And so Goose is our resident uh, AFRICOM, United States Africa Command expert. Um, so hands down, one of the smartest people in the world on uh, all things going on in the, uh, the country of Africa. Certified. Yeah, <laughs> certified. Um, so he, he's saying Mali and Burkina Faso. Worse than Niger. Definitely worse. Than, well, I mean, Niger's a shit show right now. because Well, Somalia is also, well, it depends where in Somalia, right? Because like, you know, Mogadishu, you stay yeah. on the airport compound. Not bad. I've had a steak there was not terrible. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. But, uh, you know, you move off into the city, it's rough. You go to south-central Somalia, it's a shit show. As an American, right? So Somalia would be bad, but it depends on where you're going. Um, Niger, the coup just happened, but it's still, compared to, like, some of the neighbors, not as dangerous, necessarily, right? I think it also is worth a discussion of, and this is going to tiptoe into some... Uh, some lines here, but what kind of American are we talking about? Because Goose and I look like Maverick and Goose. Yeah, like you do. Like you do. And uh, Maverick and Goose could not go into a lot of Africa, but there are people in America they could, they could, yeah. who could absolutely tiptoe into Now let's just say if they Faso. found out you were American, it would be bad news bears. Well, I mean, they wouldn't have to find out. They would look no, at us. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, they could but, smell it. Well, <laughs> Is that Old Spice? That. Yeah, look, yeah, look at you. <laughs> Into like you smell like a cheeseburger. Okay, two six foot white guys. That's what we're talking about. Let's just put all the cards on the table. Two layers to this question. (laughs) (laughs) Two six foot white guys. What's the most dangerous country for us? Uh, Someone with short people. 
Yeah, sure. That's, again, brings us back to North Korea. We've yeah, already North been Korea. there. It's not even their fault. They just have enough food. Well, <laughs> <laughs> people are growth deficient. It's awful. Oh, I thought you were going to say gross, and I was like, oh, geez. Oh, well, I, I don't know. I've never been Isn't there. A, um, movie propaganda game or something like that. It's about North Korea and just like, where do they get their money? Because... Oh, they steal it. The, yeah, yeah, the things they build up. Cr- oh, secret ingredient is crime. <laughs> um, I, would, I would agree. Probably most places in... Most of these countries that we're talking most dangerous are going to be in Africa. Yeah. Uh, Venezuela would probably be a pretty rough one. Venezuela would be bad. Well, Especially for us. Up. Yeah, you get rolled up, I think. Yeah. Because um, I think with Africa, a lot of, it's, a lot of it would be crime. would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, Kidnap for ransom. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, that's a West African thing. Like East Africa, like Kenya, Ethiopia, like not bad. You're, yeah, you'd be fine. Like, dude, the cities are gorgeous. Yeah. People are nice. Everyone speaks fantastic. Well, not everyone, but like most people speak phenomenal. English. The ones you care about. Yeah, like the good ones. See, now you're talking showing imperialism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> got him without. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, it got me. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Actually, yeah, Somalia is a Somalia is a bad one. Somalia is a good. That's a good. I think that's a good one to settle on. Genuinely terrible. Uh, yeah. Southeast, Southeast Asia is a mixed bag too because yeah. again when you talk big cities most of those are very if not pro-western they're at least welcoming because oh, it's yeah. tourism and industry Definitely. but then when you get out into the, the outlands uh, into the rural areas that's where you start running into more of the extremist factions um, yeah that's going to be that's going to be a problem for you as well but that also takes a lot more work to get to oh, here's uh, to one for you, you uh, Maverick what do you, or, Iran as an American Oh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a bad. Like, that's a bad day. Can you get to the state? Yeah. Like, are, actually, I, this is how probably, would you get there? Well, I'm, I'm probably actually, flying to Baghdad and then Baghdad to Tehran. I don't even know. I'm sure you can get to Iran as an American. It's just one of those that it's, it's like going to North Korea. Yeah. Like you can go there. I mean, you've seen the Vice documentary about North Korea. Yeah. You can go Andy there. Andy Bourdain as an went there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's one of those. You tow a centimeter outside the line, and yeah, you're, you're going away for prison. Yeah, and then this thing, like, I think it's, like, the people would be fine. I don't think crime there is bad. Like, actually, the thing is, like, a, like, a fair amount of Iranians, like, I think America is super cool. So, like, you'd be, like, the, the coolest dude at the, you what's know, your, tea party place. What, what, what's your uh, source for this one? Uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the documentary. I've seen a lot of American flags burn anywhere. Nah, that's at rallies, though. Anthony yeah. Bourdain was there, and, it, like, he was chilling. Yeah, but he's also rich. That's true. And handsome. And handsome. Yeah. Definitely more handsome. Don't have that are. going for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He did kill himself. Oh, yeah. thanks, Meg. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not where we're going with this episode, but sure. No, I'm sorry. I don't even, I don't even want the, the food next question. Guy. <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. So this is probably my hottest take of all oh, of them. Oh, boy. If I had to rate it. Um, so if slash when China invades Taiwan, <laughs> how do you foresee it playing out? Another botching like Russia invading Ukraine? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to take another that's sound. Um, go ahead. I could start because I did read an article about this the other day. Um, um, the beach situation there is not great. They have like... Only a certain amount of beaches you could, you know, Normandy style it, right? Because like a lot of them are too rocky, so like you're limited with your landing zones. So yep. not a great setup for China. Um, I mean, shit. If we're gonna use Ukraine as a uh, 
benchmark. Like they had like how big is that land border? Fucking enormous, I think is the exact measurement. For what land border? Time. Oh sorry, like exactly. Ukraine, Russia. Ukraine, oh, yes. Russia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Enormous land border and they kinda of pissed that one away. And also like the lines weren't very defined because I remember Russia kind of moved into eastern Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so technically, they, wasn't the war was started because they was, had, yeah, you're referring to 2014. Yeah. Russia had rolled in and de facto occupied, but they said it was separatist republics. Yeah, they already have like a like a foothold mm-hmm. versus Taiwan, no foothold. Well, and doing any side, any type of maritime operation is inherently more complex than doing a cross border operation like Russia going into Ukraine. And uh, with that in mind, actually, War on the Rocks did a good. Um, yeah. vignette where they were comparing the U.S. invasion of Sicily back in the World War II with Taiwan. And they used that as a case study because Sicily and Taiwan are similar ter- or, uh, geography. Yeah, it's rocky as hell. Rocky, mountainous, yeah. about the same size. Um, now, obviously, we're doing this modern day. So you've got modern air defenses, precision-guided munitions, anti-ship cruise missiles. So a lot of new stuff has been added to the equation. Um, but they kind of ran the numbers and it came down to tonnage of amphibious landers, where the U.S. was able to bring vastly more in the 40s than China can bring today. And that includes their maritime, their civil maritime ferries, uh, the Roros, as they're commonly called. Mm. So that's a big one. Uh, and the other piece was that even, again, in World War II, and this is factoring in China's long-range artillery, their missiles, all of that, the absolute... Pounds of munitions fired the U.S. outpaced China in World War II to what China could bring today. Now, there are some equalizing factors there, right? So in World War II, we're firing unguided weapons from battleships. Nowadays, you're firing precision-guided munitions off of long-range artillery, uh, standoff cruise missiles, things like that. So it's going to be a different equation. Um, Mm. But you can't get over the fact that the... The crux of taking Taiwan, to your question, comes down to how many troops can they get on to the island and how quickly. And if they can't get a certain number of troops on in a very quick fashion, they're going to just get attrited on the island because, well, that's optimistically speaking, but Taiwan's got a good civil defense force and a a pretty good military in terms of their ability. Pretty rough terrain, too, isn't it? Very rough terrain. And so it could very quickly turn into a... Ukraine situation where Chinese troops, tanks, all that are cut off and getting chewed up by Taiwanese forces with no reinforcements and no resupply. Especially if the Taiwanese are effective in sinking some of these amphibious landers as they're trying to come across. Well, Uh, plus I feel like the Western world kind of has, is keeping an eye on it, you know? And so I feel like if, I don't know, like if anticipation's coming, like things are going to be... It will, it will absolutely depend on strategic surprise from China. Like their ability to take it is going to rely on the Western world not being able to intervene quick enough. So like you're talking a matter of weeks to take the entire island of Taiwan. That also, I mean, it does also rely on whether like the United States, for instance, would intervene at all. And that's a matter of, again, strategic ambiguity. The United States has never formally actually laid out their defense plan for Taiwan. Yeah. And I listened to your episode two or three, and I don't remember which one it was, but you guys mentioned... Long-time fan. Yes. You guys mentioned World War II and how America wanted to stay out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of that same 
idea of just like, nope, unless something happens to us. Yep. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, kind of along the same lines of like, what will the U.S. do? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, right now we've got a lot of interests wrapped up in Taiwan because sixty percent of our semiconductors come from Taiwan, and we use those semiconductors for everything from smart cars to phones, computers, and weapons. Yeah. So there's a lot of interest there. A lot of interest. Yeah. I mean, I think. Um... Yeah, definitely something the Chinese have to think about. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a wild one if they ever decide to wing it. Well, yeah. Uncle G. What really surprised me is I took one poli sci class in college, <laughs> <laughs> and um, the professor mentioned how you know like the superpowers and everything. And it was it the eighties that China actually totally collapsed. Like the the military just wasn't as strong as so what. The world thought it. I think you went to get whacked by the Vietnamese yeah. in the late 70s. Yeah, so uh-huh. she kind of like yeah. po- posed the question of like, you know, how strong are they? I'm sure they've learned from their mistakes and up accordingly, but... Mm. I don't know. They well, haven't had a lot of wars to figure it out. Yeah, and, and, like, we've had plenty of wars to be like, damn, <laughs> oh shit, we fucked that one up, didn't yeah. we? So you yeah. yeah. just posed that question. I never thought about that. And I thought it was an interesting tidbit. It's a, and it, I think it's absolutely worth considering for all the... Uh, senior level analysts who listen, listen to this podcast. Hmm. Uh, if you're at RAND or uh, really the White House Situation Room, uh, that's, pay, that's, pay close that's attention. Most of our listeners are, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, factor in, so the United States, as Goose said, has had a lot of wars to, uh, to practice. And as proof of that, our technology holds up. So what we've given to Ukraine with counter-battery radars and precision-guided munitions work phenomenally well in contrast to what the Russians have. Part of that is a trial and error process. The Russians have had uh, obviously a lot of conflict, but generally against pretty unsophisticated foes Mm -hmm. uh, where they haven't had to test this stuff out. And you could certainly make the argument that the Taliban and the the Shia militias in Iraq have been unsophisticated, but they still gave us the opportunity, for instance, to test our counter-battery radar, where you're having to triangulate point of origin for rocket-propelled grenades or for uh, Katushka rockets coming out of various yeah. uh, occupied zones. Yeah. And we got pretty good at that, and now we're giving that to Ukraine. Uh, same with the Patriots. That stuff is working. And then back to Meg's point about the Chinese military, they haven't been tested. And then if you're looking at you know first world powers that have been quote-unquote tested, the Russian military is probably the second in the world in terms of conflicts over the past couple of decades, and they have been falling apart in Ukraine. Yeah. And so... Chechnya uh, did not do a lot for them, I guess, in the long term. No. I mean, even Syria hasn't been a resounding success. No. And so, yeah. So it does raise that question. Uh, we want to be optimistically hopeful that uh, China falls into that same category, that all their technology uh, is kind of shit without uh, the tactics and experience behind it. Yeah. No, that's a good, good point. And then to build off that... South oh, Africa relationships, because I know they... Oh, my God. Yeah, this one's for goose. Yeah, they have, you know, they kind of toe the line, China, India, U.S., NATO, you know, all those, and how it would be anticipated to play out if this invasion happens. <laughs> well, okay, so the one little anecdote I'll pull on this one is uh, the ICC put out a warrant for uh, Vladimir. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think South Africa publicly said, was like, well... If he comes here, we have to arrest him because we're a member of the ICC. So that does say something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, that is kind of like 
kind of an eye, eye, eyebrow raiser, you would say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, South Africa is a weird country. Weird. Geopolitically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of these days. You got Turkey playing both sides of the fence. You got a lot of countries doing weird stuff. Um, but yes, absolutely an eye, eyebrow raiser. Um, not to disparage your question, but there is a certain amount of who gives a shit about what South Korea or South South Africa thinks. South something, yeah. What South Africa thinks. I mean, uh, they are not a nuclear power anymore. They're the yeah. only country that is actually voluntarily renounced their nuclear weapons status, um, which is which is unique, but they're not a nuclear power. Yeah. They are not they're really not a formidable military power, even in Africa. Oh. Uh, after apartheid ended um, they disbanded a lot of their military functions, probably for good reason. But yeah. but as a result, they just don't have the capacity that they used to do to uh, to counter even regional threats. And so, do we really have military presence at all in South Africa? No. Uh, definitely not. No, no, not no, they're, particularly they're pretty pretty prickly. Mm-hmm. But the uh, like you know camo patterns they used to wear oh. were pretty cool. The aesthetic they had going. The South African aesthetic was prime time. It was prime That's time. Yeah, the style, yeah. like the, the substance was not there. I was like, oh, you guys are doing some awful things, but yeah, man, some of the, your equipment looks really cool. Yeah, go watch Blood Diamond, uh, some Rhodesian camouflage yeah. uh, and Fabrique, Naf- F- Fabrique Nationale FALs. Dude, out there in just the bush in shorts. battle rifle, short shorts. Short shorts? Just bulging. It's a good look. It's a good look. Yeah. Not a great cause, but a good look. <laughs> counts yeah. for something. Oh, it counts for a lot yeah. in the book. We're all about looks here. Does that answer your question, Meg? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on the lighter side, best European country to to live in. I thought you were going to say invade. I thought you were going to say invade <laughs> too, and I was like, no, oh, Belgium, because you know, yeah, it's free real estate. Yeah. I was double checking what best European country to live, to live in. We actually have a listener from Belgium, so oh. we need to be careful. <laughs> I don't want to offend him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I got waffles and stuff. Best one to live in. All right, so let's let's start let's start ticking off ones not to live in. Uh, France. Yeah, kind of a no go there. Um, Any of the Balkans? No, that's just too much. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, Uh, Czech Republic or Czechia. I've been there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's uh, cheap too. Yeah. 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 Good beer. People yeah. are nice. Yeah. Good beer. It's important. Very important. The food We're is sitting good. here. Just... <laughs> it's like the, the food they have there is like the same as in Bavaria, which is like the best yes. German food. So yes. like it's, that's a, uh, Czech Republic's a winner. Oh, Czech Republic's they have mountains. Nice. They have mountains. They got green hills. A little yeah. bit of Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, just a little bit. Maybe a little bit's too much, but you know. Sure. You know, everyone's got a little bit. I think they kicked a bunch of the Germans out. Well, I think they kicked all the Germans out of Sudetenland after the war ended. Well, and they but... also fucked up the Soviets. Yeah, that's kind of gangster. Yeah, uh, Actually, I always like that little bit of a uh, you know, give it to the fascists, yeah. give it to the commies. That's the yeah. that's the American way. That's our political standing yeah. right now. It really is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Czech Republic's up there. Yeah. Oh shit. Let's Sc- see. Scandinavia is good. It's expensive. Yeah. Well, of course you're gonna. It's pretty. It's also cold, and if you don't, if you really like sunlight, it's probably not the best move. The yeah. food isn't me. The food is not good. Yeah, you guys have been there. Yeah, I food have not, is not good. But he has. I'm just not a fish fan. So. Uh, yeah, no, sure. and like I mean, the fjords are beautiful, yeah. but the fjords are beautiful. The German food is much more my speed. We know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's a, that's a bird term for that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. UK, I like the UK, but their food's also food's shit. horrible. The food's terrible. The weather's bad. Chips. 
People are cool. They speak Italy, English. Italy is beautiful. Yeah. And tons of uh, history. But, lots of history, but like, I don't know, man. Oh, there's some sweaty guys there. <laughs> sweaty, just sweaty. Like, just you got the Sopranos just running yeah, yeah, you got like a lot duct- of chest hair. <laughs> you got to duct tape your wallet to your stomach. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know about Italy. <laughs> man, like, the more I think about this, the more I'm like, God, Europe kind of sucks. Why don't you like, like about man. it, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn ducks. I guess Czech Republic's the only one. It's like, oh, Czech Republic or nothing. Czech Republic's a good one. Like, yeah, we, don't have to, we don't have to think that we're compromising anything here to say Czech yeah, Republic. That's a good one. Netherlands? Yeah. It's in NATO. No. Their la- their language just just <laughs> no. bothers. I, and the fact they still think ice skates are cool. Yeah. And like the Fucking whole wooden shoe pussies. thing, it's like, come on guys, what are you thinking? Well their language, it's like they're speaking like gibberish. It's like either Norwegian slash German with a like Arabic accent, because it's kinda Yeah, It's just it throws me off. No, it's like it's like German, but they have they have a little bit of a to it. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's like Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. It's like they almost get hey, like. Hey, the, we're uh, not anti-Semitic on this podcast. Whoa! Pull up! Pull up! They do have like it's just a funky language. I, um, I, it was based off Meet the Fockers because Barbara Streisand's like it's like you have a kernel stuck in the back of your throat. So I, <laughs> no, no. Oh, like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she's trying to defend her. She's trying to defend her anti-Jewish sentiments here. All right, we're happy to have to cut to Meg off here. Yeah, no more, off. no more Tito's for you. Yeah. Well, the Netherlands is also too flat. It's too flat. It's too below it's sea too level. Flat. It's just too flat for me. Yeah, it's going to be underwater here in like a decade. Yeah, that's the, the one knock. If we trust the science. The it's people are very hard. nice. People are very nice. The food is better than Britain and Scandinavia. That doesn't put it above really Germany or Czechia. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what about the Baltic states? I haven't actually, I like no nothing. No about experience. Them. Yeah, they're just there's a yeah. little too Soviet for me. Yeah. A little too recently yeah, a little Soviet. Too recent. yeah. Greece, thoughts on Greece? Too bankrupt. Too bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not enough money. Yeah. Although the dollar it, goes far. Dollar does go far. It's also very pretty. And the food is fire. The food is fire. And very hospitable. Very hospitable. Could be a great good beaches. Spot. Yeah, okay. Greece is rising. Actually, here. Hit, Hitman <laughs> might be a fan of Greece to find his long lost love. I think Hitman has. Pull up. Pull up. Like a twenty three of me or something. I was like, yeah, I'm like you know two percent Greek. Like, I think he's. I think he's just something. He's just looking. Yeah, he's just looking for love. Yeah. As are we all. Oh. Well, not you guys, but. Meg, Meg probably hit, still hit is. Me. <laughs> just Hitman and me. Yeah. Anyway, single ladies looking to listen to the podcast. I don't think there's Bulgaria. any of those. There is nobody. Bulgaria? There's, any, yeah. there's a Bulgarian woman going, yes. Oh, yes, very good. Yes. <laughs> she just messages it on the Instagram. They've only been in an airport in Bulgaria. And like flying in, it like, I kind of went between like, I'm, this is so depressing and also really cool flying in. I couldn't really make up my mind. But the coffee shop was cool, but everything was in Cyrillic, which just threw me off. I was just not used to the Cyrillic everywhere. A lot of Cyrillic. But if there are Bulgarian women. (laughs) (laughs) We won't say no off the bat. The Cyrillic is kind of a problem, but. I mean, if I can't read it. At least in German, I'd be like, oh, that's an F. 
must make the f- sound. Cyrillic, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. It could be anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, Unhinged right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. Hugh Miller's deep. Yes. Oh, well, you know. All right, so I have two questions left. I'll do the more serious one, and then we'll end on the lighter one. I can't think I can handle any more serious questions. (laughs) All right, what do you see as the future of Afghanistan? Oh, what the... I warned you. The future of Afghanistan is the past of Afghanistan. It's Bible times. Yeah, it's just like an endless circle. Yeah. Time is a construct. Sadness. Yeah, time is a flat circle. They're going to just... Yeah. Yeah, they're going to keep fucking goat boys and goats and... Unfortunate um, for the goats. And the boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Really for the boys. Um, keep repressing women. Yeah. And beating uh, them. No more schools. Women reading is dangerous. You, the should, food there, you should be grateful, the actually. Food, the food there is not bad. Not that I've been, but like I've had, eaten in an Afghan restaurant and the food was pretty good. What, like New York City? Like uh, the Bronx? Yeah, You're like, yeah, this was pretty good. San Francisco, but, you know, close enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have good feelings about the future of Afghanistan. It's just going to keep reliving the past. Yeah, I don't think there's any. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Sorry for the past 20 years, Afghanistan. This is just a consolation card, and here's 20 bucks to Chipotle. We did our best. <laughs> That's all. Pull up. Pull up. Please. So what are your thoughts on the Taylor Swift Eras Tour? <laughs> Dude. Give me those tickets. All the rage. All right. What do you know about it? Well, I know she was playing <laughs> some big shows. Football stadiums sold out. Yes. And like, yes. I get it. Stadium. I'm not going to lie. I totally, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like, not a big Swift guy. Oh, but it's so good. It's so good. She's so good. Oh, my God. Well, and I know with you, Meg, you're like, always like, oh, I don't get the rage around Taylor Swift. Like, all these Swift girls, it's so weird. And then we get in the car, and then you're bumping... Swift tune after Swift tune, and they're all bangers. You're singing along, you know all the words. You're like the most closeted Taylor Swift fan I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, but yeah. But also, I feel like I can only listen to it so much, and they all are the same formula. So, you know who was a big Taylor Swift fan? Who's that? Pull up. Pull up. Um, but yes, I, in reference to the Eras Tour, I mean, she sold out my Hall Stadium in Denver. Uh, she three, sold every three nights in a row, and I looked. At, I looked at tickets. It was eleven hundred dollars for like nosebleed section. Insane. And so when you factor in how many, and I mean, say she takes thirty percent away, she's making millions of dollars a night. Plus, she also like boosted the economy in like, Philly or something. Like, like she, she's was... a job creator. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's not hard for Philly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless, unless you're selling fentanyl, oh. there's not much you can do. From oh Philly. no! <laughs> or repairing I-95. Or if the Eagles win a game, just once. Well, actually, actually no. if the Eagles yeah. win a game, it's, <laughs> it's bad for the economy. Like, Shops get shit. destroyed. Yeah, it's like, oh no, my car's flipped over. Damn it! <laughs> actually, I think if they lose, like if Buffalo goes down and wins, your car gets flipped. Eagles win, your car gets flipped. There's no winning. There's no, no winning in Philly. No. Uh, if you're a coffee shop owner, just. I'm going to I'm going to Baltimore. I'm taking my shop to Baltimore where it's safe. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this shit here. That's how bad it is. Yeah, dude. Ravens fans don't do this. Oh my god. Yeah, Taylor Swift, incredible businesswoman, better singer. Just, I miss. I'll be honest. I 
was in high school when Taylor Swift hit the stage. Oof. And I remember when Teardrops on My Guitar was hitting the country music channel, and I'm working landscaping out in the sun, shoveling rock. Yeah. Shoveling, shoveling rock and dig, dig, digging trenches, just like a you know prison yard guy. <laughs> like a true American. Yeah, you know, FDR's dream. <laughs> and uh, teardrops on my guitar would hit, and what year Yeah, and uh, work would stop. Two thousand six. Yeah, we would all just kind of clutch our shovels and just listen. Cry softly. And Dude. I told my coworker, I said, "That's the woman I'm gonna marry." And here you are today. Not married. Today. Not married. <laughs> but she's still single, right? Taylor Swift is still on Yeah, the but she is working her way through the celebrity circuit. Did she date Pete Davidson, too? I mean, I who hasn't dated Pete Davidson? I don't, I don't I just, think so. That's why no, I actually think so. That's why I asked. Like, Pete Davidson sure. has really... He has punched up. To hit the Kim K. Yeah. Hit the Kim K action. Because he's got a big dick. Yeah. I don't believe it. That's the only thing. I mean, he That's looks like he looks like a he looks like a Philly crackhead. <laughs> he really crackhead. does. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. that's the thing. I'm, you saw him on a public street, you would lock your doors. No, I'd be like, oh, this guy <laughs> is gonna steal my car. Got a tweeter yeah. outside. <laughs> but if you're Kim Kardashian, you're like, he's got a big dick. Did you ever see the text <laughs> like between like that Kanye sent Pete yes. Davidson? <laughs> like, Kanye in his like absolutely deranged mind like posted them on Instagram. Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I'm not even like a big celebrity guy, but I was all in on this shit. I, it was incredible. Kind of went off the rails. Like, whatever happened to him now? Oh, next question. Yeah, like, yeah, this is uh, yeah, next topic. That's a good next yeah, question. Next topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Kanye? Dude, Kanye lost it. He was he went on Alex Jones in a ski mask. Terrible. And he was like, Alex Jones like, I don't Yeah. He was like, oh, I think Hitler was actually kind of a cool dude. And Alex Jones was like, yeah, but like, he, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, he like, had some cool designer clothes and and yeah, Kanye's, and Kanye's like I'm not talking about the clothes, <laughs> Alex. Dude, you know when Al, when Alex when Alex Jones is the reasonable guy at the table, like you have like done messed up, yeah. you have done fucked up. You're two orbits outside of the Earth's gravity right now. Oh, dude, yeah, Kanye. So yeah, he yeah went I don't know what. End. Well, I think I'm trying to think. I don't know if he got reinstated to Twitter recently. I think oh, he, he might have got. I think he. Oh yeah, he was very kicked off. <laughs> This yeah, was, this was under Elon Musk. Maybe that's why I didn't. Off. Maybe that's yeah. why I haven't heard about it. It was particularly all. bad. Yeah, I think he is potentially up for reinstatement or has been reinstated. Actually, I don't think he's been reinstated because I would have seen. We would have seen is something. Trump back on Twitter. Trump has been offered to come back on Twitter. Mm. He's got his own thing now. He's got Truth Social. He's got Truth Social. <laughs> he's got like yeah. five dudes on five right. like Fox News dads on Truth Social. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, shout out Treasure Map to the Truth. Your one Instagram follower <laughs> that loves Trump. Fresh from after the truth, it's like, yeah, Truth Social. I'm That's our those, president. I'm one of those five guys. I'm one of those five guys on Truth Social. Oh. Yeah, dude, do you see me like Trump's last truth? <laughs> Did we get our Instagram is such a shit show? We had, um, so we had a Russian troll on there for a while. Was he talking shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, and so I like it. So I run the, the social media, and so I was politely responding. I saw first. one response that was yeah. like, we don't talk about, like, oh, no, no. politics on your That was the, you're getting out of me. Because <laughs> I, I was dealing with the Russia troll first. 
I'm like fighting fires here, all right? I'm like, <laughs> I got the fire extinguisher. I'm like, all right, Kitchen Blaze, put that one out. <laughs> we got all four followers on the Instagram <laughs> yeah. page, and <laughs> Maverick's <laughs> fighting off two of them. The two Where's polite, it, man? The other two are politely commenting from the barracks room at Fort Bragg. <laughs> Great show, loved it. The other two are just absolute deranged monsters. So, so I ended up reporting the Russia troll because they were getting out of control. They literally were commenting... It was like it was like gay Russia homophobe Russia troll or not even no they were saying uh, Zelensky troll fake fake lol like all this what? and they went through every single post so if you go into our Instagram every single post has one com at least one comment <laughs> thanks to this guy and then we got then we got the Trump troll and I posted. Uh, um, Gherkin, Igor Gherkin, getting <laughs> arrested. <laughs> and it was, it was a video of him getting arrested. And I posted a, pic, a video of that, and somebody just goes, Biden's doing the same thing with the FBI right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for you and your guns. And I'm like, look, we oh. appreciate the enthusiasm, but we don't talk domestic politics this is, on this page. This is not what we do here. Yeah. This is not what we're here for. <laughs> Thanks, but we're not going to engage. I just, I just like want to pretend that he's like this Russian guy was a part of the troll farm. <laughs> and he, he went to his boss and he's like, hey, dude, I found the most pro-NATO podcast on the internet. And he's like, holy shit, this is a great target. How, How many, many followers? <laughs> it's like three. Yeah, we got three. Actually, Bro, four. Three. I just followed him. Dude, four on Instagram. We got like eight listeners on, on Spotify. He's like, this is a good target. We'll get him. He's like, oh, yes, good comrade. Very good. <laughs> then he gets banned by Instagram. He's like, well, they got me. They got oh. me. I'm PNG'd from Instagram. You want to know something else funny? Is like three of the posts that I put on Instagram, I immediately get a notification and it's like, your post is banned from the following countries. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. Fuck, what did I do? And it's, it's probably because I'm like copying like music or audio that I shouldn't be. Yeah. And then I see which countries it's banned from. Russia. Every time. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's. I've funny. got multiple posts banned from Russia. I'm and I was just like, shocked that like these countries have a leg in scrubbing. Yeah. Dude, all this oh information. So, oh. Posted as NATO shills. Yeah. Proud, proud, proud NATO. Proud shills. NATO. Also, proud doesn't NATO all of Russia have to go through a VPN? Because didn't they get like totally cut off after the? I don't think they can get on the gram. They're missing out on all the uh, Instagram hotties. Oh, no. They're still on the gram. Are they on the gram? I think yeah. it has to be through VPN, though. What do you think the, uh, not to go off the rails, but, like, what do you think the, um, you know, scene is, like, on... Like the Tinder the, scene? Yeah, like, the Tinder scene in Russia. What do you think? I think it's a lot of, like, Fatsva Wagner, missing two legs, <laughs> have Lada. I think it's a lot of that. You could probably um, go up and get some borscht. Probably some borscht. Get a girl, get some borscht. Nice orthodox right. girl. Yeah. Russian Orthodox. Yeah. After the Great Schism, for those Catholic followers that we have, we respect the Great Schism. It's probably at and least we one. we still view yeah. the Vatican as the supreme head of the Catholic Church. Yeah. But we're not Catholic. So. Yeah, the thing that throws me off is like their Easter is off. And their, the Christmas Easter is off. I feel bad for them. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, Orthodox like, churches. Yeah, I went to a Greek Orthodox um, Easter service. And it just so happened to be on the same... Like Easter weekend as no, oh, that's like the planets aligned. Yeah, for that one. Because um, yeah, normally they're like, like other years normally it's like two weeks late. You're like, hey, they're like, hey, Russian Orthodox Christmas. I'm like, guys, you're you're a little late. But yeah, like, you missed it. Welcome to the party, I guess. Santa came and went. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know who'd be good to ask about this? Who's that? 
our foot friendly friend. Oh yeah, that guy. Well, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that lines up. He hates when I call him that. <laughs> he's still, he's still dodging my invitations. Oh no! He's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm busy that day. Yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not going on the the, the cast. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I said, like, you like Quentin Tarantino movies? <laughs> yeah, you love those, don't you? <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good note to uh, to wrap this one up. <laughs> We've had some good stuff tonight, and uh, I want to say a sincere thank you to Meg for joining us. We know your work schedule's tough, and so this was a this was a big win to get you on. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, tune in. We're going to get this back on the rails here shortly when I'm back off the road and can keep editing our top tier podcast content. Gonna send us out the Lord's Prayer. Just kidding. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not sending us out the Lord's Prayer. I'm just uh, in you. reference to episodes one and two. Oh, I know. I know. Go back to. I know you're a fan. Go back and listen. She's I know you're a fan. She's a fan. <laughs> Big fan. Number one fan. She's our fan girl. <laughs> Thank you, Meg, for being such a loyal fan. That really means a lot to our our uh, burgeoning yes. podcast. That has go give them a follow, everyone. Thank you. Worth it. Um, yeah, uh, politically charged mischief uh, at politically charged mischief on Instagram. If you want some mildly funny memes with a lot of niche jokes, and, that uh, I don't understand at all. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's why they're niche. <laughs> Three on the scale. <laughs> yeah, three on the scale. Um, but this has been Maverick, and we've got Goose and Meg here, and then Goose will be back tomorrow morning. Oh. And again, watch Tenet. Time flows in reverse, because that episode will come out before this one does, and Hitman doesn't know this one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to surprise him. All right, thanks. Everyone, appreciate you listening. This is uh, Maverick out. Um, Goose out. Meg out. Bye, everyone. Bye.